Tazahal, and welcome to the A Thousand Lives broadcast, the go-to podcast for all things related to Christian missions in China. This is Austin, your host and missionary to China with Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China team. For more information about Vision Baptist Missions, the Vision for China team, and how to take the first step on your path to making Jesus famous in China, head on over to visionforchina.org. That's V-I-S-I-O-N-F-O-R-C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G. There you'll also find a slew of resources to aid you in both sharing the gospel with Chinese friends as well as to help you encourage others to give their lives to making Jesus known in China. Well, if you're new to the podcast or if you're returning after some time away, be sure to tune in to last week's broadcast, which was all about a story straight from 1960s China and involved a young pastor going into a prison to visit an older pastor who was in prison for his faith. While he was seemingly visiting to do something as harmless as gifting a basket of eggs, it turns out that the young preacher had something far more precious to give his father in the faith. You'll find out that the young pastor in the story is actually the man who eventually pastored my wife and myself for a time in China and even ended up baptizing my wife. Listen in to hear a peculiar story that highlights why it's so important to reach China with the gospel, even with dangers such as persecution and imprisonment at stake. Remember to never miss an episode of the A Thousand Lives broadcast by going ahead and subscribing on your podcasting platform of choice. We're on Apple, Google, Overcast, Edify, and so much more. Head on over to visionforchina.org slash podcast that's V-I-S-I-O-N-F-O-R-C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G slash P-O-D-C-A-S-T for a complete directory of where you can find us. Subscribing will enable you to receive notifications each Monday morning as new episodes are published. And if you like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a review or comment as well. A big thank you to everyone who has left ratings already. It is a huge help as far as getting the word out about the need for the gospel in China and opportunities to preach Jesus there. The more interaction the podcast gets on these channels, the more likely the apps are to recommend it to others. And, of course, if you're an overachiever and want to go the extra mile, go ahead and share the broadcast on social media or maybe send a personal email to that person you know who is teaching English in China currently or that friend considering missions. Some listening in may not realize that Vision for China can be found on Facebook by searching Vision for China or by finding us directly at facebook.com slash vbmchina. That's Facebook.com slash VBMCHINA. If you haven't already, head on over to like the page and stay up to date on the latest podcast episode announcements as well as see what else our team is up to. We with Vision for China are begging the Lord to raise up more preachers to go to China with the gospel. And we want to get the word out that there are opportunities to serve the Lord in this awesome country. Sending someone a quick link to this podcast or sharing with them on social media might just be the first time they've heard that there is actually a path to full-time preaching ministry in China. It may be that they've never heard of all the opportunities to make Jesus known through preaching and serving Him in the Middle Kingdom. So go ahead and share with them they'll probably thank you for it. For our episode today, let's head all the way back to early 1800s China and peer into the life of the man who is perhaps one of the first ever Chinese Christian converts. Liang Fa came to know the Lord under the ministry of two of the earliest missionaries to China and is special for a number of reasons. First and foremost is, as we look at his life, we see a man who had to grapple with what it means to trust in Jesus Christ and be Chinese. He had virtually no other Chinese believer to look to for guidance in this regard, and he suffered greatly as no one around him could understand why he would choose to accept such a foreign and strange religion that none of them understood. So how exactly did Liang Fa 
come to hear of Christ. How was his life changed? How did he live out his faith in a day when Chinese Christians were in a literal sense entirely unheard of? We'll explore all of these questions and more right after we mention the Chinese region of the week. Our region for this week is the city of Hong Kong. Hong Kong is located in southern China and is home to over 7 million people. Hong Kong is pretty unique in China because it doesn't belong to a particular province and was actually a British colony for nearly a century before being turned back over to Chinese authority back in 1997. Another unique aspect of Hong Kong is that while the vast majority of Chinese speak Mandarin, Hong Kongers speak Cantonese as well as English. Though technically it's a part of China, the Chinese government has allowed, or at least until recently has allowed, Hong Kong to maintain a separate political and economic system from China, and also maintain its independent executive, legislative, and judiciary powers. Quite simply, though part of China, Hong Kong has operated as its own country. Because of this, Hong Kong has had much more religious freedom than mainland China. People are allowed to worship freely, though much of the political climate in Hong Kong has taken drastic turns in the last couple of years. Sadly though, even in spite of having some religious freedom, only about 12% of people in Hong Kong claim to be Christian in any way. This is only slightly higher than mainland China, where about 5% of the population claims to be Christian. There are many people in Hong Kong that need to know the good news of Jesus Christ. Please pray that they can be reached with the gospel. Hong Kong is yet another great place in China with many opportunities to serve the Lord and preach the gospel. Friends, as I reiterate nearly every episode, there are countless opportunities to come to China and preach Christ. There are so many here who haven't even heard his name, much less anything else about him. Brother, you might be praying about serving Christ on the mission field. You might be considering what he'd have you do with your life. I challenge you to consider giving your life to to making Christ famous in China. Give your life to declaring his glory among the people of this great nation. There are millions upon millions of people all throughout the various provinces and regions of China that have yet to hear the gospel. You could be the one to tell them. You could be the one to bring the glad tidings to the Chinese. Would you pray for the people of Hong Kong? Would you pray for them to hear the good news of Jesus Christ before it's too late? Would you pray and ask the Lord to send them more preachers who will give their lives to give them the gospel? Brother, why not surrender your life to being that preacher and boldly preaching the gospel of salvation and freedom from bondage to sin? After all, how are they going to hear without a preacher? Liang Fa first encountered the peculiar men, Robert Morrison and William Milne, in Canton, or as it's known in modern-day China, Guangzhou, while he was working as a printer's apprentice. Liang's job was to carve Chinese characters onto small wooden blocks that would be arranged to print books. A man by the name of Tsai Lohun had been helping these two strange men supervise the printing of some strange book that they were translating from this peculiar foreign script into the Chinese language. Admittedly, this book was very unusual and filled with people of many strange names, particularly one named Yesu, who claimed to be the Son of God. According to the story found in this book, this Yesu was rather misunderstood by people who denied that he was God and killed him in a rather strange way. 
Stranger still, this story was found repeated some four times in the same book, and strangest of all, in the end of each telling of his story, this Yesu rose from the dead and ascended into the sky, saying something about coming again. A strange story indeed. Young Liang had heard nothing quite like it on the farm he had grown up on just a few miles southwest of Canton. However, he couldn't imagine anything less strange coming from men as strange as Morrison and Milne. After all, they dress so strangely, with the upper portion of their clothing being separable from the lower portion. On top of all of that, their bizarre hairstyles and larger-than-life noses certainly had something to do with the peculiarities of this book. As Liang began working for these men to aid them in printing this so-called Xinyue, or New Testament, he grew more and more comfortable with asking them about the strange stories found within. When they met, William Milne had only just arrived in Canton, and so he spent quite a bit of time learning Chinese from Liang. After a couple of years, Milne went to Malacca, located in Malaysia for a time, and Liang went with him there. It was there in Malacca that Liang, after frequent time spent in prayer and Bible study with Milne, that he finally trusted in Jesus Christ for salvation and was even baptized. The two soon returned to China. Liang was initially reluctant to share his faith with others, but soon became increasingly comfortable with it. In the next decade and a half, he ended up leading his wife to the Lord. They had a son, and Liang was even eventually ordained to the gospel ministry there in China. He had a burning desire to preach and make Christ known there among his kinsmen. He preached in both chapels and hospitals and wrote his own gospel tracts, which he would frequently distribute. To help himself spread the word about Christ, he even wrote and published his own book entitled Chen Shi Liang Yan, or in English, Good News to Admonish the Ages. In this 500-page tome, Liang Fa criticized Chinese religions for worshiping false gods. He then exalted the true God, the Lord Jesus Christ, and even wrote an account of Liang, his own personal testimony. It's amazing to think that all of this happened far before later missionaries such as Hudson Taylor even arrived in China. You see, the Lord was granting Morrison and Milne first fruits among the Chinese that would eventually lead to missionaries like Taylor, Studd, and Goforth to reap a great harvest. As Liang continued to work with Milne and Morrison, he printed more and more gospel tracts and would boldly distribute them and preach the gospel. One day, however, the police reacted harshly to his constant distribution of tracts in scripture and ended up both arresting him and burning the tracts as well as the wooden blocks that he used to print them. By the time Morrison got Liang released two days later, Liang had already been beaten 30 times with a bamboo cane and had been forced to pay $70. He worked with Milne until Milne's death in 1823, and then Liang went on to work with Morrison until Morrison's death in 1834. Just a few months after Robert Morrison died, Liang was again still at it, passing out tracts during Guangdong Province's provincial exams when Guangzhou city officials came to arrest him and his companions. Liang himself was fortunate enough to escape to Macau, a city controlled by the Portuguese at the time, but one of his assistants and several family members were arrested. Fortunately, John Morrison, the son of Robert Morrison, helped Liang by paying $800 for the captives to be freed. 
Later on, Liang began to work with a medical missionary named Peter Parker, who had established a hospital in southern China. Liang is noted for saying, When I meet men in the streets and villages and tell them the folly of worshipping idols, they laugh at me. Their hearts are very hard. But when men are sick and are healed, their hearts are very soft. Liang became the chaplain of that hospital and was often found sharing his salvation testimony in the Bible with the patients. In 1855, Liang passed away with the legacy of being one of the first ever Chinese converts to Christianity and being the first ever ordained Chinese minister of the gospel. He certainly was a bold preacher of the cross and a wonderful testimony of a life that was radically changed by Jesus Christ. Brother, there are so many more men in China right now, just like Liang Fa, who know absolutely nothing of Jesus Christ and the Bible. They don't know an Old Testament from a New Testament. They know nothing of what it means to be a sinner before a holy God. They are ignorant of the cross of Jesus Christ and live in gospelless darkness. But you know, the Bible is so clear. How shall they hear without a preacher? And friend, I ask you, how? How are they going to know the good news? How are they going to hear it? How are they going to believe it? How are they going to call upon the name of the Lord and be saved without a preacher to preach the gospel to them? My brother, don't you understand that though there are some missionaries in China currently, though there are some national pastors and national believers attending national churches there in China currently, there is still an incredible need for more boots on the ground in China. Do you not see that among China's 1.4 billion people, there is still well over 1 billion of them that know next to nothing of Jesus? Many of them live in pitch black darkness. They are still worshiping their idols. They are still worshiping their gods. They are still worshiping their Buddhas. They are still worshiping their ancestors. They bow before the government. They bow before their own pocketbooks. They bow before their own lusts and appetites. And yet, there is a God in heaven whom you, my brother, know. That God in heaven, he loves them. He loves them so much that he sent his only begotten son to die for them. He commends his love toward them in that while they were yet sinners, Christ died for them. And yet, they do not know. How long, brother, will you wait before you heed the command of Christ and go? So much groundwork has already been laid. The Bible is available in the Chinese language. It's already been translated. There are already many good gospel tracts that have already been written. There are so many resources at the disposal of anyone who would be willing to go. And yet, why are so few going? What keeps you, friend? 
What hinders you from surrendering your desires, your ambitions, your dreams for your life to Christ and following His call to the end of the world? Why don't you, brother, like Morrison and Milne, give up your pursuits and ambitions for Christ? Why not seek first His kingdom and His righteousness? Why not give your life to making Jesus famous in this world by following His orders to teach all nations, baptize them, and teach them to observe all things whatsoever He has commanded you? Think on it, brother. You could be used to see the next Liang Fa saved and trained for gospel ministry. Think of how bold he might be in preaching and evangelism. Think of how he might be used to advance the name of Christ in China. Again, brothers, there are so many wonderful opportunities to preach Jesus and serve him in China. I plead with you to consider China. I beg you to pray and ask the Lord what he would have you do for him in China. If you want to take that next step toward China and learn how to continue on a path toward full-time ministry there, reach out to us with Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China team. As always, you can email us at info at visionmissions.com. That's I-N-F-O at V-I-S-I-O-N-M-I-S-S-I-O-N-S dot C-O-M. Or email me personally at austin at reachingchina.org. That's A-U-S-T-I-N at R-E-A-C-H-I-N-G-C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G. We'd love to talk to you about the next steps you can take towards preaching Jesus in China, whether that next step be Bible training, ministry training, or language and culture training. We'd love to guide you on your path to making Jesus famous in China. Friends, once Liang Fa came to know Christ, he began to boldly preach. He made it his aim to make Christ famous in Canton among the millions there. He committed his life to Chuan Dao. Chuan Dao is Chinese for preach the word. Chuan Dao. Brother, are you willing to seek training to Chuan Dao and give your life to serving in China, winning people to Christ, and training them to likewise Chuan Dao? China needs men who know how to Chuan Dao and are willing to come and give their lives to this work. Are you willing to come to China to Chuandao? If not you, then who? Well, this concludes today's story of the A Thousand Lives broadcast. Be sure to tune in to next week's episode for another exciting story from the life of Jonathan Goforth. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button for the A Thousand Lives broadcast so that you won't miss out on other exciting stories and interviews all centered on preaching Christ in China. Please remember to pray for the city of Hong Kong this week. The people there need preachers who will come and boldly Dao, preach the word. Thank you again for listening to the A Thousand Lives broadcast. This has been Austin, your host and missionary to China with Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China team. For more information about Vision Baptist Missions, the Vision for China team, and how to take the first step on your path to making Jesus famous in China, head on over to visionforchina.org. That's V-I-S-I-O-N-F-O-R-C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G. There you'll also find a slew of resources to aid you in both sharing the gospel with Chinese friends as well as encouraging others to give their lives to making Jesus known in China. Well, until next time. 再见。